Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Windermere Coach. I will also be joined on occasion by Eric Thompson, Doug Simcock, and Nick Hansen. Our goal is to talk about how to create work-life balance in the real estate world, and we also want to address what does it mean to create epic customer service. We hope you find these episodes useful, and we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Windermere Real Estate and Windermere Coaching, and I'm so happy today. I've got my good buddy, Nick. Nick Hansen's with us today. Nick, and you are, where are you right now? It looks like you are in a... I am in sunny Arizona. I I left Colorado for a couple of nice days, and uh, it's a beautiful day here in Phoenix. Well, I'll tell you, I'm in Seattle, and the sun is out here, too, so I'm really grateful for that. So everyone, today I'm excited about our podcast today because today we're titling this podcast, The Listing Consultation or The Listing Process, if you will, and Moments of Truth. And the reason why we felt it's important to do this is right now, and I'll speak for myself and then I'll let Nick say what he feels, but you know, doing a phenomenal listing process is what sets us up for success, not just in this transaction, but in our next transaction. And we call moments of truth because there's all these steps. And what we're finding, unfortunately, is there are people that are cutting out the steps or maybe they're not even aware of the steps. And so we thought it would be a great idea to give you what we think is a great moment of truth steps. And it's really 10 steps we're going to go through. But I think it's critical that each one of these, you really dial it in. That's my two cents. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think there's no better time than right now. And, and I have some amazing coaching clients. And uh, they literally have knocked it out of the park this year. But what I've, what I've sort of seen lately is how did they knock it out of the park? Because they had a system in place, right? Step one through step 10, there were no shortcuts taken. And, and I'm seeing a couple like um, maybe not playing at the top of their game because subconsciously they're like, I already had my greatest year. I already achieved my goal. You know, I, I, I already have enough. I really, you know, if I don't get this listing, it's not life or death. And so there's some shortcuts in preparation. And then what I found is like a week later, they go, oh my gosh, man, I, I just wasn't at the top of my game. And I cut maybe a couple steps, you know? Um, so, so it comes back and sort of bites us a little bit, haunts us a little bit. So I like, I almost like, and we're going to go through this today is I like the listing process, the military style. Anyone that's going to come and list to you, guess what? Step one through step 10, and there are no shortcuts. It doesn't matter if, if, if I've listed five of their houses, 10 of their houses, guess what? Everyone's going to get all, all 10 steps. I, I can't agree with you more. And I think that um, we don't cut corners. And the other thing too is, is we have a process. And what we find is when you have a process, you get predictable results, right? 
And also, too, it may allow you to have a graceful out if you follow your process, if it ends up being like what we call mission impossible in some cases. And a lot of times agents get stuck because they go down a road with the listings because they're cutting, they're cutting out steps, and then they're not sure how to get out of it. And then that just kills you as well, right? Yep. Um, so, so let's go through this. And what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to say what the step is. We're going to put in our two cents about the step. And then we'll go, we'll go through that. And um, there is a book that I do want to recommend. It's by uh, Jan Garlson. It's called um, uh, Moments of Truth. And he's the CEO of Scandinavian Airlines. And he just says that, you know, you have these moments of truth, meaning when people experience your service. And this is these 10 steps is 10 opportunities for them to experience phenomenal service. And so that's what we're going to talk about. So here we go. Uh, and, and by the way, a lot of this stuff is coming off of what we call the ninja philosophy or the ninja installation is where uh, ninja selling is running through these things. So we've pulled a lot from that. So we'll reference that as we go through it. So the first one, step one, very, very simple. Before you do anything, you even go to anybody's house. It is called a pre-listing interview. And it's basically 21 questions, maybe 22 and it's an interview you do on the phone takes 10 minutes. And what you're doing is you're analyzing this potential listing client uh, and to hear what their motivation, expectation, cooperation, communication style is to see if it's something you want to pursue. Nick? Yes. Oh, you man. You, you know what I'll say is like for some of us that, that have been in the business a really long time, we have a tendency that we can wing it, right? The call comes in and says, hey, I, I want to list my house. I want to sell my house. And you know what? We can, you know, I we'll wing it, right? Will we get a hundred percent of the information that we should get? No, we won't. We'll get a lot, but we won't get everything. So I'm like, take that questionnaire out and fill in the blanks. Even I know we're in COVID right now, but when we get back and 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 we get face to face again, if that ever happens, you know what people appreciate? Pull the questionnaire out, set it right in front of you, and say, listen, I have a list of questions I want to ask you, and fill in the blanks. People love, they, they love that because you're thorough. Exactly. So, you know, I go back to this, Mike, Michael Ninja has the thing of go slow to go, be, go slow in order to go fast. You know, a lot of that has in the buying process, but I think it's in the listing process too. We got to start out on the right foot with the questionnaire. hundred percent. I agree. I agree. And people get so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm getting a listing. And, you know, we always say, you know, uh, what's the most important thing in getting a home sold. It is the seller's decisions because they decide on everything. And so we got to, we, in that pre-listing interview, there's amazing things you can, you can uh, uncover by just asking specific questions that are listed out. Right. And we'll give you, we'll give you references to where you can find uh, resources to these things we're talking about at the end of this call. Yeah. I, you know, one other thing, what I love about the, the seller questionnaire, you go through it and I think I'm pretty sure the last question is, Hey, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should, yeah. <laughs> or is there any information that I didn't get out of you that I should get out of you? You know, like, so, you basically you're going to cover it all. Yep, exactly. All right, so so that starts off. So then step two is now what we're going to do is now we're going to step two is the actual listing consultation. Notice we say consultation, not presentation. And this is where we're going to go in now and we're going to review some of the information we got from the pre-listing interview. But at the same time, now we're going to qualify the seller, right? We're going to qualify the seller and we're also going to qualify the house, so we're going to have a, a review conversation with the seller, and we're listening again to their motivation, expectation, cooperation, communication. We're going to we're going to um, qualify the house. You know, we're going to take a look at the house. We're going to get a tour of the home. The other thing we're going to do that's very very important in this process is we're going to build a time schedule. We're going to get out a calendar. We're going to map out. Hey, 
if you could wave a magic wand and have this go just the way you want it, what does that look like? And let's work backwards and back into the list date and see if that's a time frame that works for you. I will guarantee you this is something that doesn't get done very often. Nick, what do you think about yeah, that on the consultation? You no, know, in the consultation too, we sort of set the expectation. We set the timeline. And, and for some of you on here may do a two-step process. Quick review. Two-step is, hey, I, I, let, I'm going to come over on uh, 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 Monday. I want 30 minutes. I want a tour of your home. Uh, at the end of the 30 minutes, critical part is I'm going to hand them the, my seller handbook, right? My seller handbook. Now I, I'm going to hand that to them when I'm going out of the house. So their nose isn't in it while, while we're touring the home. I'm going to hand them that seller handbook and I'm going to say, listen, we're getting together on, on Wednesday to solve for price. Uh, please take some time to look at this. If you are a one-stepper, all right, I'm not going to tell you what's the best. You got to decide on your own terms because we could debate that all day long. We could. If you are a one-stepper, you set the expectation. Listen, I'm going to drop my seller handbook off. And it talks about everything I'm going to do to get your home sold. I'm going to drop it off. And before I see you on uh, Monday at noon, please take a look at it. Right. I'm going to get it to them one way or another. Yeah. And, you know, and the, and the thing I love is that uh, when you do your pre-listing interview, one of the questions is there's what are the three things you're looking for in a real estate agent? If I have that information, I can highlight that in my listing book when I drop it off and make sure at least you look at those three things that you just told me were important to you. Right. And so I'm, I'm providing my value. The other thing, too, is I love it. You have a listing book. What does your listing book look like? <laughs> I mean, you know, moments of truth. What's the quality of it? What is what's what it's in there? And there's a lot of good a uh, lot of good examples that are out there. But I got to tell you, um, you know, don't 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 be cheap. Have a good listing book. Um so, so that's, that's the big part is, so the got step number, step number two is the consultation. And uh, in that consultation, we're doing a step called connection, information, solution, presentation of the solution. Uh, I love it. Steve Jobs says, identify the problem before you print, present the solution, right? So we got, we got to have some conversation. All right. All right. Step three. So depending on whether you're doing a one step or two step, step three is the home value, so now what we're going to do is we're going to establish what the market is telling us where the home, where the market is and seeing if that price range, because the market, the, the market will normally give us a range, if that's going to fit the seller's goals. And so we do things like a comparative market analysis. And in that comparative market analysis, we do things like scattergrams and pricing tools and things of that nature, because we want to make sure we're presenting the best possible information to our clients so they can make a sound decision. Nick, anything you have in that? Absolutely. You know, oftentimes another place I see some people make a mistake is we as a realtor are going to go in and we're going to tell the seller what their home is worth. We're not going to show them. We're not going to ask for their opinion. Now, do we need to have a value range when we walk in? Yes, we believe that the home should be in here. Our job is to show them and hopefully they're going to land within that range, right? We want them to say, hey, fair market value today is approximately this for our house. And we go spot on, perfect, we're in that range. If we're not, then we gotta do some dancing around to make sure we get in that range. Um, but 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 again, I wanna go back to some, some things that where people aren't spending quite enough time. Um, there are some markets that are really crazy right now, like multiple offers, low inventory. And I'll just use an example. It's, it's, it's a sad example. Someone went out, did a market analysis. They thought the home should be between 1.1 and 1.2. Okay. They walked away. The people wanted 1.4. Another realtor came in and said, listen, I think we can list it at 1.5. Lo and behold, multiple offers 1.6. Okay. 
my agent that, that, that I work with, I said, how do you feel about that? Well, I didn't take enough time. Mm -hmm. to right. really think I missed some properties. I missed some properties. Well, guess what? That's an expensive uh, miss. That's, that's a big expensive miss. And that's the yeah. thing is right. Take your time. And I love it. You got to slow down to go fast. Take your time to do a really, really great comparative market analysis, which gets back to the, the one step, two step. You know, if I've got a really unique home that's in a really difficult pricing market, I'm not going to do a one step if I haven't been in the house. Right. right? I, I want I want to see that house. I want to know what I'm dealing with. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is this is great is is in here. If you do have sellers that their expectations are out of whack and you're doing your pricing analysis and you can tell that they have these expectations that are crazy. If you had done the calendar exercise in the previous step, you could say, well, I got to tell you that price that you want. That's a 220 day price if it even sells. So I need to ask you, what's your plan B? And they go, well, we don't have a plan B. We just need to get this thing sold. Right. But you know, the price where you want and what the market's telling us are very different. Yep. Yep. Well, awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, the pricing, that's, that's a real art and something we always have to continue to work on. And I would just say this uh, is often we may go out with a price and then go, there's no other competition. Well, we may want to push, we may want to be able to dance with that seller a little, maybe outside of the range we typically would because there's no competition. So just you know, do your due diligence on the CMA. Absolutely. Now here's a critical piece, Nick, and we just, we talked about this. So before step four, you're finishing step three and they've agreed on the price. What do you do after that? Close the deal. <laughs> do we have a deal. Yeah. Do we have a deal? Number one is we agree on price. You saw my marketing plan. I answered the questions you have about the marketing plan. Am I qualified to get your home sold? Yes, yeah. you are. Great. Do we have a deal? Yes, we do. Great. Let's get the things. Let, awesome. We, we have a commitment and we need to have the commitment in writing. And then we go to the other steps. So one of the things I, I'm seeing is, you know, Ninja says one or two steps. Well, heck, I see people do four, five, six steps. And right. then between five and six, lo and behold, the property goes under contract with someone else and, and, and we miss out. So we, we, we got to get better. Let's close the deal. Right. Absolutely. And real quickly, there's there's a, a two dialogues, I think, that are really important. So when we go through and if they and you say, is there anything else you need to know to get your home sold? And let's say they have a couple of things that come up. Maybe they say, yeah, I got a question about um, about open houses. I know with COVID, how are you doing those? OK, open house. I'm going to write that down. Let me ask you, is there anything else? And they say, well, you know, I just was curious about um, the, the staging piece. OK, staging. Is there anything else? No, that's it. Well, great. Well, we'll answer your questions on the open houses. and We'll also answer your questions on the staging. But setting those aside for a minute, you know, after we answer those, one of three things are going to happen. You're going to decide to hire me. You also may decide not to hire me. I also may realize that if I can't meet your expectations, it wouldn't be fair for me to take your listing knowing that we can't do that. Are you going to be OK if I let you know that? And that is what's called a power shift. And it's phenomenally helpful to go through that. And then the last one is, is just simply this. Do you feel that I'm qualified to market your house? Oh my gosh, that is an amazing question. And when they say yes, say, would you like me to handle it for you? Yes. We get out the listing agreement and go, let's get the listing agreement filled out. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's yeah, how it like, works. I, for some reason, people get nervous to ask that. And it's like, you know, they may say, well, I think you're qualified, but okay, what's the but? Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's dive into it right let's now. Let's uncover it. Yeah. If there's a problem. It's going to be a problem tomorrow and the next day and the next day, right? Yes. 
Okay, so th that's the step three. So now, okay, so so we got a signed listing agreement. We're ready to go. So now we're going to go to step four, preparing your house. So what do we need to do, right, to get it parade ready, so that it so it is attracting as many buyers as we possibly can have it attract. Right, we're fixing all the dings and scratches, those types of things. If they if they agree to it, it's their decision, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, that, that's when you pull out. Hey, here's the recommendation of things I think you need to get done in order to get this home ready. And then guess what? You're 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 Mr. and Mrs. Concierge. You have vendors. You have you have handymen. You have everyone that can do this stuff. And then that's the beauty of it. We give those contacts out, and then they uh, get the work done. But but guess what? If we didn't close the deal. If we didn't close the deal and then we have our concierge service and we give them all these things and then guess what they go for sale by owner yep hey right. thank you very much uh, i'm gonna stick it for sale by owner you have to sign in my yard <laughs> thanks for all your contacts <laughs> thanks for all your suggestions and guess what <laughs> you know yeah thanks so. for the comparative market analysis so that we know where the market is now right exactly um and and i love it nick in step four that's also where you have your resources right you are real estate yep. trusted advisors so what are your resources what are the things that you have maybe you have a staging consultation uh those types of things happening which then is step five is now let's make sure that we're doing the best we can at marketing the home uh and also you know having the staging so photography you know this is not cell phone photography this is this is a professional photographer you know matterport videos uh what's your listing launch where's it going to go where's it going to be promoted who's going to see it right all of those types of things yeah you know if i had to summarize um the, these couple steps we're in right now and the ones we're going into is you know mr and mrs seller we need to get your home prayed ready uh and once it's prayed ready which means it's the best of the best it's going to get then we bring in the professional photographer and, and then we really go full bore on the marketing but we need to let's 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 decide what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and then uh, and then once we're prayed ready, man, we're going to go. We're going we're going. I agree, and you know, Nick, laying out a really really great process with them because let's remember that we always assume, oh, they're going to figure it out. They don't. They're not sure what's going on. They need you to tell them, hey, here's here's the steps. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the timeline. Here's the time frame. Here's the resources. So we go through those. Okay, so then now we're going to list the property, right? The property is going to go get listed. It's going to it's going to go up and it's going to be live. And we have to make sure that we have a communication schedule set up and listing updates and reports and communicating with them every single week on what's going on. When here's a step that I think Michael, you know, we have to be a little bit careful. Some of you listening today are going to go, oh my gosh, communication. It's 48 hours of the house. We have multiple offers. But when I think back of a more traditional type market. I like to set the expectation with Mr. and Mrs. Seller. Listen, on Thursdays before noon, you will hear from me. Text, email, telephone call, what do you prefer? I will give you a weekly update and it's Thursday before noon. Now, I just randomly threw out Thursday, but for what I like is the seller knows, has an expectation where you're gonna be in contact and it gives you time to do your business during the week. But then guess what? Thursday morning, you gotta, you gotta go back and really dial in your, that's your, seller communication time. But I I think anymore is, you know, if a seller contacts you after the property's listed, we have a problem. I mean, more most of the time we have a problem. It's like, we don't want that to happen. No. And, you know, I will, I say, if, if your clients are, are contacting you, you're failing. Yeah. Right. You're yep. failing because the reason they're contacting you is they have something going on in their mind and they're not getting the answer. That's why they're calling you. 
So are you setting up a consistent communication schedule just as you spoke about? I think it's critical, right? Um, all right, step seven. Okay, so now it's on the market. We've been giving them updates and lo and behold, we now have offers. And in step seven, there's really three. Uh, I see it this way and let me know what you think. I think there's three areas. So there's the offers that come in, uh, but then they're sitting down and helping them understand each offer in detail, right? Mapping it out. Here's the other thing. When the offers come in, how many of the listing agents, we didn't even talk about this, are reaching out to the buyer's agents and having conversations? Hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it, 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 and I'll tell you what, let's, let's, the unwritten rule is certain agents love to work with other agents and yes. some agents don't like to work with other agents. So you better play nice in the sandbox and be a great communicator. And you want other agents to say that this, I want to work with him. I want to work with her. And, and, and yes, you pick up the phone and you don't text or email and say, Hey, I'm sending over an offer to you. No, you can't do, especially in a competitive situation, we got to pick up the phone, you know, and, and uh, let them know what's coming. And, and they may share information to us. It's going to change, you know, um, we want to hear from that from that other agent. I'll just say that. Well, and I'm going to tell you, Nick, uh, I, this just came in the other day and one of my coaching clients. So um, this, this agent was representing, this agent was representing um, a buyer on a listing and they had, they, and so this is the buyer side, but uh, he has a strict rule that he has to have five touches before an offer is made with the listing agent. Five, either voice to voice, or if he can get face to face pre-COVID, right? But, uh, but he did that. And they were, and they built such a strong relationship, right? So now flip the page, right? Flip the page. So now he's got a listing and they now have a buyer and they are now communicating. And, uh, and he said, because of that phenomenal engagement he had with the listing agent, right? And this was, a, I think there was like six offers and, you know, don't kid yourself. Those relationships between the listing agent and the buyer's agent are monumental in building success for your clients, right? 100%. Being adversarial is just, it doesn't benefit anybody, right? I, I, I absolutely. You know, I, I, I think um, there's a human element to it that does, you know, you know let's, let's face it. If, if, if there's a substantial difference in offers, the seller is going to go with, you know, whatever. But when there are multiple offers and all of them sort of sit in that same thing, that seller, it, it, I, I believe that part of our task is who on the other side gets it done or who on the other side will make this miserable, yeah. <laughs> like make it so that we never hear about poor communication and they have a tendency to blow deals, you know? Or how about this? Who on the other side do we trust? Yes. Right. I mean, that's, that, a that's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, okay, so and then the other two pieces are then okay. So then we then we describe the offer. Then we have negotiations, right? Now we got to negotiate because inspections, contingencies, removing contingencies. I mean, there's all these things that go on, and I got to tell you, in the listing world, this is where you're earning your fee, right? Oh yeah, I mean, appraisals. You know, I, 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 you know, I know certain parts of the country appraisals haven't been big issues, but guess what? It's not an issue if there is no appraisal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we have the ability to negotiate it out, guess what? We don't have to worry about it. Right. So yeah, the art of the art of understanding the position the seller is in, and then for us to be able to negotiate to get them the very, very best contract that they can get. Right. Multiple multiple offers, the power is in the seller. I mean, a lot of times we can get a lot of things removed. 
Absolutely. And also, and let me go one step further. Yeah, absolutely. Is the average agent, I don't know why, never doesn't go get a backup offer, right? Right. A backup offer put a seller in a greater position. It's a power shift. A hundred percent. Like, why, if we, I, I can't, I can't believe, like, we, I see eight, you know, eight offers, 10 offers, goes under contract and there's no backup. Really? Like, come on. We, we got to take, so just think of, think what's in the best interest of your seller. Yeah, the person with the most need has the least amount of power. The person with the least amount of need has the most power. I mean, that's just a power dynamic, right? Right. Um, so so that's, that's a critical one right there. And also, too, I, I will also say this is the ability to, to make sure your sellers understand that an offer is just not about price. There's six other components to an offer. And there's a lot, you know, uh, you know um, obviously contingencies, time of possession. I mean, there's all kinds of other aspects to an offer. All right. So, so now, so, so let's say we get, we get a successful offer. We negotiate on the contingencies. We come down. Now we go to escrow, right? Now we go to escrow. So what are your relationships like with the, the lenders? So let's say you got conventional lending going on, right? Are you reaching out? Are you having conversations? Are you making sure that everybody's going to perform? We want to eliminate surprises. Uh, absolutely. Uh, eliminate surprises. Yep. Um, and making sure the other people that are part of this contract get it closed, legal, closed on time as everyone's doing their part. That's, our, that's part of our responsibility. Here's one for you, Nick. Are we still communicating once a week? Oh, heck yeah. We better be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, yes, we better be. Yes, we better be. Because do you know that what else is happening? If they've had such an amazing uh, uh, experience up to this point, right? Your, uh, your moments of truth. What's the likelihood during this time frame that you're going to get a referral? Oh yeah. Significant. Yeah. Cause everyone, uh, yeah. All you're hearing about is people moving, other people thinking about moving and that type of thing. Absolutely. You know, another thing that I'll say right now, Michael is, and I know this is happening a little bit and, and is just because the property goes under contract, we get to escrow financing is uh, I'm, I'm seeing some moving dates move around, right. Some closing yeah. dates, like occupancy dates, like, Hey, we're able to negotiate a 20, 21 day post-closing occupancy or, and, and, you know, that I, I'm seeing more than I've ever seen before. Those closing dates are, are moving because the seller has the upper hand in negotiation. Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm going to go back to is that, you know, the other things I'm seeing, too, in these situations here is if we go back to my listing book, inside my listing book, it's got uh, mapped out times when to start packing and what's the best thing to do for moving and all, you know, because here these people are moving and give them the most resources that you can to help them understand how to make that happen. Um. Yes. All right, so escrow. So step nine is the close. All right, so now we're doing we're closing. Um, are you there with them when they close? Yeah, you know I know there's different rules in different states. I mean I know there's there's you know I'll just say there's table closing states, and then with COVID we have all different types of rules. But that communication to make sure everything is done, keys are passed, that type of stuff is really really important. And I know your step number ten is is post closing right? Yes. The average realtor do. Hey, guess what? I got my check. Windermere's <laughs> wow. got my check. I got paid. Sayonara. No, 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 no. We have a, uh, we have to commit to what is our post-closing? Is it a seven day, 21 day? Is it seven days, 30 day, thir seven days, 30 day, 90 day post-closing communication? But we got to be, be there for them. We can't Absolutely. just like, Hey, thank you so much. Wash my hands. We're done. Right. And is it, and is the expectation set that that's part of your service? 
you know, what's great is when this thing ends, it's not over. So I'm going to follow up with you, you know, a week out, then we're going to have a month out, then maybe it's a three month and a six month, and then it's a year. And here's the things that I provide through that. Oh, and by the way, here's the closing gift. You know, 100%. I mean, so, so those are the steps. So those are 10 steps. So I would say if you're listening to this podcast right now, the question I would ask is how many of you have those steps? Which steps do you need to work on? Right. Or, or, or add that you're not doing them. And if you are doing them all good for you, but we always can learn from each other. We always can tweak some of these. And um, you know, a lot of the stuff we're pulling from, I would tell you uh, the ninja selling book, that's out there. They have a whole thing in there that talks about the 16 step seller process. And they talk about these types of things. Uh, any other recommendations you have, Nick, for resources to help people to learn can how to I, do stuff? You might go back to make sure that, make sure you have a, real, a questionnaire that you like. I know, I know Winnemere has a questionnaire. Make sure you have a, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pick out what I think are the highlights here. Yeah. The questionnaire, the seller handbook, the communication, the post, well, actually, let me go back. Um, the questionnaire, the seller handbook, a, a great CMA that we yes. show is, is, is really, really important. And then our communication and then our post-closing communication. I mean, I know we broke it down into 10, but if you don't have any of those, get those done. I mean, in the next couple of weeks, I, I would challenge any, well, um, just take action and get it done. You know, there's nothing better than if I refer someone, let's say Michael Fanning, I'm going to refer someone to Michael Fanning and say, oh my gosh, you got to listen to Michael Fanning. And then I can tell them what they're going to expect. Hey, listen, you're going to call him and he's going to ask you a bunch of questions and then he's going to come over to your house. Like that's exactly what we want. I, I can't, I can't agree more. And the other thing I would tell you is that um, consistency in your process, Right. I mean, this is how you do it with absolutely everybody. No questions asked. Everyone, a hundred percent military style. This is it. It doesn't matter if it's Aunt Sally that wants to sell or if it's everyone gets the same process. Yep. I totally agree. Well, hey, Nick, this has been fun. I love doing this stuff. I love when we dissect it down and kind of break it down. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast today. Hopefully you found some, uh, you got some good information, some good tips. Again, uh, check out the Ninja Selling book. That's a great thing to do. Also know that uh, we cover this stuff in our coaching. Nick's a coach. I'm a coach. We got Doug Simcox, a coach. WindermereCoaching.com. We'd love to help you. If you need to fine tune this process and you need somebody to help you do it, um, we can do that for you. We can make that happen. Uh, any final words or anything you want to say, Nick, and we'll call it, call it good. No, I'll, I'll just say even, even maybe we have some listeners been in the business 20 plus years. You know what? We, as Ninja says, we always strive for mastery. Think about uh, what, what different components of your listing process may, may need to be sharpened just a little bit. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the business. We always strive to be the best we can. And uh, you know, ultimately, the best of the best agents are the best of the best listers, right? Um, so uh, it's an art, and uh, it takes hard work, uh, but let's perfect it. Yeah, know? I agree. I agree. Well, hey, Nick, thanks for taking the time. I know you're in Arizona. I know you want to go enjoy that sun. I saw the picture of your pool, so I'll let you get back. And uh, I want to thank everybody. Uh, hey, remember, have a great day. Uh, be awesome and help somebody. And uh, if you like the stuff you heard here, please feel free to share it out. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much.
We want to thank you so much for listening to Ask a Windermere Coach. Again, my name is Michael Fanning. If you found any of this interesting, please feel free to share it out. Also, if you find that you're interested in coaching, you might want to take a look at our website, windermerecoaching.com. Hey, everybody, have a great day, and be awesome and help someone.